0: You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL.
1: Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday. It is NFL Draft Day. First round tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern. This whole thing will start. And we've uh, we've touched on our own mock draft, our favorite mock draft moments, the odds But Right now, let's bring on an expert here who can help us handicap this thing a little bit here. John Daigle joining us four for for football and Bet He's with us on the Roman guest line. John, welcome to the show. Excited to get your thoughts on all this and curious um, how you handicap and, and kind of dive into the late odds movement here. I mean, it, about a few days ago, it was still probably Aiden Hutchinson number one. And as, as late as last night into this morning, it looks like Trayvon Walker the favorite to go one and now Kayvon Thibodeau possibly number two. H- how do you kind of uh, think about what you thought a few days ago. Do you change your opinion based on the odds as we get closer to this?
0: I think gathering what we know right now is that Hutchinson, sure, may still be in play at number one overall. But that would take Shad Khan, who apparently, reportedly, is higher on Hutchinson than Walker, Travon Walker, who Trent Baalke's higher on, that would take Sean Conn actually overruling the guy he kept on board. And remember, he kept Baalke on board over hiring a, a head coach like Byron Lefwich, who even said would not take the job unless they fired Baalke. So why he would keep the GM in place and then immediately overrule his first decision, whether I think that decision is right or wrong, that's the part I keep coming back to that I don't believe will happen. So I'm still of strong belief that Trayvon Walker will be the number one overall pick tonight and think the best way to play it still right now is to bet Aiden Hutchinson over one and a half at minus money, because no matter where Hutchinson may slide, that over one and a half seems to be the safest way to play it. Other than sprinkling on two, three, four, and perhaps even five, since we're all hearing some wild rumors at number 2 that Mm -hmm. pretty much either piece Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau there.
2: All right, John, let's talk about another Walker moving down the board. Uh, The biggest mover that I've seen in the NFL draft based on draft positions, Quay Walker, open mid 40s. Now I'm seeing 20 and a half at FanDuel, and that's on the low end. Most other books have mid-20s. Why such a big move on Quay Walker, and is it now out of bounds
0: to bet? N'Kobe Dean was getting that hype for a while as the second linebacker behind Devin Lloyd, and it just seems that... Perhaps it was either Devin Lloyd's interviews that did not go well. Uh, Nickobe Dean apparently just came in undersized. Everyone came around to the fact that despite the fact he was a good player, uh, they don't want a small linebacker. And so now all the hype has gone to Quay Walker, and I believe that hype actually. Uh, I was looking right before the show on PointsBet, and now Walker mm-hmm. is actually minus 300 at that one book in particular to go in the first round, which is – absolutely insane considering the odds we saw just 48 hours ago and so you can look around there may still be good odds but not only do i think quay walker is suddenly going to be who is a four down player by the way uh raw talent but i think that's why coaches like him because they want to develop him from the ground up but not only do i think he'll be a first round player now i think we start looking at number nine overall to the seahawks I think the Texans are certainly a wow. team, and and I think his floor is twenty one to the Patriots. Wow,
2: John, I'm curious your thoughts on this number three pick. How much control and say do you think Lovey Smith has? I keep seeing Derek Stingley Jr. and it's impressive how high he's projected to go now, potentially number three. How do you see this number three p- pick playing out?
0: It's a real coin toss, in my opinion, right now between Derek Stingley and if Aiden Hutchinson falls because if the Lions and Brad Holmes really are higher on Kayvon Thibodeau than Hutchinson, and we have some conflicting reports on that overnight, which is why I just want this thing to already kick off because my brain can't (laughs) take any more right now. But if the Lions go Thibodeau, I would imagine the Texans perhaps run up for Hutchinson, but that's where it gets interesting. because. If Stingley really has been the number one board on their time and this entire time and I have no reason to believe he has not been right because just like when we when when others incorrectly pinned Aiden Hutchinson to the number one overall pick. We heard a few weeks ago that a cornerback was number one on Texans board. And everyone then assumed it was Ahmad Gardner since Sauce Gardner was the one who was a number one cornerback on a lot of other teams boards. But what we do know now is that at least two teams have Derek Stingley ranked over Ahmad Gardner. And from everything we've gathered the last, I would say even week, I think those two teams are the Texans and the Seahawks. And so I do believe that the Texans are going number three Our our going cornerback at number three overall, it is, in fact, Derek Stingley. It just comes down to, if the Lions take Thibodeau, would the Texans take Stingley over Hutchinson? And that's something I'm not sure of just yet.
1: John, who's the player that could fall tonight? It happens every year. You know, there's, there's, and all of these mocks, and, you know, we put them out and there's, there's 11 players that are, are top 10 players. Well, that means someone's got to fall down the board. If you, if you had a, a guess right now, a player that either you have mocked or you've seen mocked very often within the top 10, that we get to 11, 12, 13, and, and they're still on the board, who do you think that player might be?
0: The chalk answer would be Kayvon Thibodeau, knowing that if he gets past two, The Jets and Giants are not interested, vehemently not interested. And then you have to look at, do the Falcons, who are prioritizing receiver, it seems like knowing, they're really not rebuilding this year. They are rebuilding. They're just trying to put pieces in place, though. They know they're not gonna compete this year. And so then you ask, well, do they go Jameson Williams or Drake London, knowing that they're really just trying to put someone in place to develop for another quarterback, a different quarterback next year, Or do they not even imagine Thibodeau falling? So once an edge rusher gets their premier edge rusher, by the way, then will they pull the trigger on that? Uh, Thibodeau's floor, though, would still be nine. Pete Carroll, from everything I'm hearing, is absolutely infatuated with him and is hoping he falls. So he would stop at nine. I also think, though, if Thibodeau falls, that pushes Jermaine Johnson out. And Jermaine Johnson, the last few days, has gotten all the hype as a top 10 player. But... I don't know if there's a place to fit him inside the top 10 because not many teams are thinking edge rusher outside of the top four. Uh, if he, if Jermaine Johnson, I'm assuming he falls past the Jets' first pick at number four, then I think the next spot would be the Jets again at 10, and that's if they don't want to continue maximizing Zach Wilson's rookie contract as they have done the past offseason and a half to not only help Zach Wilson in his development, but to give themselves better odds, knowing they have, whether no matter what we think about Zach exactly Wilson, the fact is the Jets now have a rookie deal for the next five years, and that's very important. And so I still think they actually follow that blueprint with a number 10 pick and take the best receiver available. And in that case, Jermaine Johnson would then likely slide to either the Texans at 13 or the Ravens at 14. And those are the two players, yes, that I believe could probably fall out of the top 10.
2: John, let's talk betting strategy. Uh, betting on the draft is a little bit different because it's information based. And it seems like a lot of bettors are more willing to lay a large amount of juice. Uh, do you have a max point where, okay, listen, I, I think I know this, this is going to happen and it looks like a good bet, but I just can't get to that. I can't lay minus four 50, even though I think it's close to a lock or something like that, like that. Uh, is there that? And have you set up your bets in a way where you're scared about something happening where okay if we played this scenario out scenario out i do have it correlated in one way so a lot of this could go uh go wrong for me it's only a kick Pressure.
1: a jump a block no. it's only a serve it's only a tackle a run it's only for the fans after all
0: your savings are waiting go
1: to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price Priceline. line
0: well every better's different and we all handle risk and volatility difference for a typical recreational better i can't imagine they would be wanting to lay like looking at trayvon walker no matter how many signs are pointing there as him as the number one overall pick tonight and then to your point playing minus 450 Uh, i would imagine your typical better who's doing this just for fun because they want that adrenaline rush would probably stop at i don't know minus 150 and that's probably even too much and so for me personally i don't mind playing juice like that at all but i'm still trying to follow the information markets and you know all of us are so locked into this literally every day that we have some bad numbers but the bad numbers are still like bad bets we made at 10 to 1, right? Uh, We're not really chasing wild rumors and then betting that minus money. And so that's the way I handle it is that I bet according to what I believe will happen and all the information I'm hearing and then more importantly sifting out because I still think one of the most important human skills is to take in every bit of information and then learn how to ignore 98% of it. And the sifting process becomes very important, especially during the draft process if you're trying to get your bets right. But then also, even like the last 48 hours, I've heard enough conflicting rumors to some of my other opinions where I'll put down a little more, and I don't like to hedge out everywhere. Um, I know a few few very smart people who hedge out with every single bet, Um, but again, I'm not a reactionary person i prefer to sit and ponder and think about things before wagering and so i have hedged out in a few places but not even enough to to overrule my initial thought if i still think there's a chance for it and so uh, i hope that answers your question because i I genuinely just Mm -hmm. think everyone plays it differently
2: It's hard to believe that we're talking about the draft and we haven't talked about quarterbacks yet. Um, Says a lot about the quarterbacks in this draft. Uh, I see you have a couple, two to three, actually, potentially uh, going in the first round in your mock draft. Tell us a little bit about what you're projecting with the QBs.
0: The wildest rumor I've heard in the last three days and remember the past 48 hours, we've heard literally everything you can imagine on every single player. The wildest one is that Sam Howe's range starts at number nine with the Seahawks. Uh Get up. I have sprinkled on <laughs> I, 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 I told you, that's the wildest one. Uh, uh-huh. but I have heard enough about Sam Howe in the past 48 hours to where I went ahead and sprinkled on he's like forty to one at some books. So if you want to go ahead and take that as the first quarterback I also think he's viable as the third quarterback um, because it seems like some teams sneakily have him over Desmond Ritter for that spot either way for Sam Howe and again 40 to one but for Sam Howe to be the first quarterback I would imagine he has to go before Malik Willis at number 20 overall uh, because we know as the Steelers tell us every single year that's who they're going to pick at number 20 and so i think squeezing sam howell into the first round isn't the worst idea especially since the lions are one of those teams and they're connected with a number 34 pick but even in my mock draft at 44.com i put hal at 32 thinking well if they already are going to weigh the idea of taking him at 34 why wouldn't they just get that 5th year option at number two so um if you hear sam howell's name tonight i don't think that would be the most shocking thing we see in the first round but kenny pickett's the one where it's funny because if kitty pickett gets past the panthers which we expect him to do at number six you then only pin him to a team because he may be the best player available on their board right you don't pin kenny pickett to a team because they want him and that's what i keep going back to (laughs) right now if if he's never the best player on a team's board like is it that shocking if pickett slid out of the first round so i think that's one of the biggest storylines to watch tonight
1: Yeah, the Kenny Pickett storyline is is, is just fascinating here. John, when you look at uh, some of the props that are out there, one that has changed over the weeks and months is the number of wide receivers taken in the first round. It was at five and a half, and now you find it at six and a half. Where would you lean on that one? I mean, It feels like a big number, yet we're seeing veteran receivers get $25, $30 million a year. I I can see how front offices are like, I'll just take this guy, and he's cheap for at least four years. It, It changes the math on their salary cap. How many receivers are you thinking in the first round?
0: It was a much more viable bet and i still like it by the way i still think we get the to seven tonight but it was much more viable whenever george pickens and christian watson were real options at the end of the first round george pickens bob again puts out his great series talking to all the execs around the league and then anonymously polling them and george pickens was basically ranked as a boomer bust guy who could go in late day two early day three by every nfl exec Uh, I believe one or two teams maybe have Pickens higher on the board. And so Pickens is a real wild card here because we will certainly get to seven receivers if a team like Let's say, and I'm just throwing out names here that I've heard, uh, like the Texans, for instance, like the Packers. If they actually go pick in the first round, we will absolutely get to seven receivers since Traylon Burks and now Jahan Dotson are no longer questions. Jahan Dotson is going as early as perhaps 15 and going as late as 24. He's going to be there in this draft. Um, but yeah, it really just comes down to pickings. If we get the seven or eight since we are somewhat eliminating Christian Watson from the process. So I still think we get there and more importantly, I think we see an early run so much so that number six, a trade up for a wide receiver, or even the giants passing on a player like sauce Gardner if he's there at seven and instead going wide receiver is very much on the table.
2: John, we have about a minute left. Any other bets that you'd like to rattle through that you have not mentioned that are currently available?
0: Oh, I haven't scanned the market too heavily since I've been so invested the past, yeah. I don't know, two months and now now I'm just completely tired. But <laughs> I still think, even though, again, it's minus money, I still think Aiden Hutchinson over one and a half is practically, mm-hmm. it's crazy to say now, but I think it's one of the safest bets you'll make in this entire process, no matter the juice. And then if there are still some lingering books out there on Quay Walker uh, in the first round or under a 30 and a half, I like that as well. And then I took also Sam Howell under 45 and a half, thinking we gotcha. see him potentially as early as tonight.
1: Great stuff, John. We appreciate John Daigle, NFL fantasy Handicapping at 4 for football on the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for EDL from the comfort of privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first one. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. Sam Howell in the top ten will dive back into the NFL draft
0: next. Let's do it. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily
1: from BetQL.